0: This
1: is um yeah. This is StreamYard.com. It's a great platform. Uh, welcome to the I don't Active Health Show. With your host, Khalil Smith. I got my guest, Anthony King. Uh, he's an amazing man, the owner of Brands That Breathe, and I'm ready to get right into it. At the end of this show, we, I'm going to ask him five things an entrepreneur can do to start a brand. So stay to the end and let's go into the introduction. back, and welcome to I Not Active Health Show, show us a How you doing, Anthony?
0: Man, I, I am just vibing off of the, the intro music.
1: Uh, I try to make it calming. I like to have that calming feeling. just like when you start your day, listen to some Mozart or do something that simulates your mind.
0: Absolutely, especially with that chakra stuff in the background, you already know
1: it. You know, I'm getting into that spiritual. Somebody told me I should start doing meditation in the morning and start doing that as a service. Oh, they like my voice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Calm, introspective, you know, get it started with the inside out.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Get your manifestation on. Absolutely, man.
1: You know, I'm all about the mind and the body. But then they started talking about uh, meditation. I'm thinking about the soul now. So I'm like, let me learn more about chakras and get into it. Has somebody send me a book? I'm like, let me read and then get more knowledge on it.
0: I, I think I know one of the, the foremost uh, chakra experts and just uh, self-care experts um, in the Maryland area. Um, her name is Ava Lore. She's one of my, my uh, clients, too, but a really, really, really good friend. Um, and just uh, coming from the, the, the mindset space, uh, self-help, uh, taking care of your inner self space. I think we, we're all missing the ball. We're missing the ball. And it's all about be-
1: having a complete life to mind, body, spirit. Like just being complete in all aspects, not being 60 percent, 50 percent. Like you got to strive for all, all of it so you can feel complete.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, it's funny when you start to think about the uh, psychology of progression. It's like you if you don't if you're not um, if you're not only if you're not in peace on the inside, you don't have the motivation for the energy to like, to strive and and just kill it on the outside. Everybody has dreams. Everybody has desires, but then at the same time, if you don't have the energy and the peace inside to, to kind of step out of chaos and and just, and just go and attack it,
1: you don't have to say that. Yeah. I will listen to a doctor earlier today. He was talking about everything comes from within, like healing your body, like people healing themselves from disease in other countries Without the medication, doing it like holistically, but just believing. Like if you don't believe you can do it, then that's kind of hard for your mind to kind of your brain to wrap around it. Because like our body can do can heal itself. Like wounds. Like Mm. if you think you're gonna um, deteriorate, you may just deteriorate and die. But if you think you can heal, you can heal.
0: Man, that man. I tell you, it's funny. A short story. My daughter. um, She had had a thyroid condition. And so um, we were um, we were at the time we were like, you know, the medicines that they were trying to give us. Um, it, it would take away from all the work that we put in to make her an awesome person. And so depressional type things, suicidal type things that side side effects, uh, disassociation. And so, you know, I decided, you know what? we can we can heal her ourselves. And so just, Keeping that out started the the, the law of, of, of attraction to bring that to me. Uh, long story short, I was, uh, I'm was i never really ever on a bus. I was on a Metro bus going to D.C., and I just happened to, to sit by someone who was talking about Dr. Sabian Seamoss. Never heard of this guy, ever. Um, I'm like, you know what? I, I would love to hear more about him. You know, she told me everything about Dr. Sabi. I was excited—inner healing, uh, core health—you uh, know, all that stuff we know about Dr. Sabi. And so, all I all I knew was, I spoke intention on this side and saying we can, we can, like you're saying, we can heal her from a, 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 a holistic space. And then, bam, that person comes right there. And it just, it just keeps happening over and over, over and over. You believe that you can do something, you can do something. You just got to push.
1: Exactly, exactly. Like, if you start looking for what you want, you're going to start seeing it more options. I mean, more often. You're going to see the opportunities. Like, yeah. let's say um, you want to be a millionaire. You're going to start seeing those connections, the people who have it, the people yeah. who are going that direction. You're going to see it more often because that's what you're looking for. If you're not looking for it or asking for it, it's going to be hard to find. Mm. I'm start seeing the books the people all the resources mm. like i read that in the book and uh it's, it was just talking about believing so yeah that's powerful
0: well i think you know when you talk about what i'm learning um on, on the happy road to millions um audacity is a really big deal um having the mindset to kind of um to say what you want to claim what you want and to put yourself in position to have the the infrastructure to take on the weight of what you want, and so, you know, it's it's different from when you're saying, um, you know, you're uh, you're a um, you're a, you do you do training, fitness training. You start out and you start out at um, uh, sixty-five dollars a session, right? And then you look over here, you're saying, hold on, this person over here is making. Like five hundred dollars a session. These people, these people are paying astronomical prices for the same workout that I'm putting these people through. And it it it, it appears to it pairs to like the audacity to ask for what you want, but then also aligning yourself up mentally to uh, ascertain uh, to what you want on the inside. You know, you know, you're telling yourself I'm worthy of this. And so that mindset um, and then that mindset to reflection is a big deal. Um, and so I, I just, that's thats what I've been really noticing about uber successive, like successful people. They are very audacious. Uh, they don't peer back in their dreams. They're going to say what they want. They're going to dream big. And then it just somehow, it just happens.
1: It's all about having respect for yourself. Like you, you said a big thing to me. Like um, the, uh, am I charging sixty dollars? Somebody charging eighty-five dollars. I was listening to um Jim Rome. Yeah. He's uh, a personal development person. Talks a lot of speeches, just like Tony Robbins. Yeah. He was talking about we all have the same amount of time in a day. Yeah. We may be making less than somebody else, but then we, uh, we may make this excuse: oh, they have more time than time than us. But that's not true. It's about the value you're giving to this person and asking for it. Because Steve Harvey even said, too, you got to ask God. Like You got to ask it, and then he might push you through some obstacles that you may try to give up. But you ask for something, it may not come to you right away. It may come to you in five years, but you just got to overcome these obstacles, this course, Mm. this race, this marathon, Mm. so you cannot get what you want.
0: Whew! Man, Um, so... (laughs) this is so good um so a part of that is um people people want to purchase an experience they just don't want to purchase a product but they want to they want to go through an experience with someone something transformative and so something that's inspiring and so you talk about um uh uh um what was his name? You just said his name. I, I love Jim Rome, Tony Robbins, Steve Harvey. Um, Jim Rome. when you look at his story and you and you track the different levels of success where he started from and then trail into where he is now, like all of the different allegations he's overcome to just how he started. Um, it's an inspiring story. And so now, people want to uh, t- trail along to something that is, that gives them an experience so that they can connect it to a story so that they can continue to inspire themselves. When you, when we all go through those lows, those energy zapping lows, and, you know, that story and that experience kind of pulls you back. And it, it, you know, the way I go through branding is, it's really from a psychology base. It's like, you know, how do you infuse this experience and how do you give people uh, inspiration by your product so they can remember it and so man hey I,
1: I love that I absolutely well, i was just about to ask you like talk to me talk to uh, my guests i mean to my audience about the ux design experience Woo! and uh what do you do there for your clients
0: Oh man! Um, did, hey, look! Did we have a good time? Oh, man. oh we did.
1: And unlock some my some gems in my head. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I didn't even know what I was looking for before I started talking to you.
0: Hey, look! I, so I've sat in a in a lot of big meetings. So when you when you're when you're when you're inside of um branded meetings, high high level meetings, what you have to do, you have to detach yourself from your brand. So. Your brand may have a different signal than the energy that you corely have, and so if if you're an introvert but you have a brand that's an extroverted brand, well, it, the the tonal feelings from the the, the taste, the the the, uh, the touch, the feel, the sight, the sound, um, the age project, projection, uh, the adjectives that that uh, fuse around um, that can. Uh, kind of contours how your brand should feel it is it is all it could be all different than your core personality and so if you try to fit your your personality and make it your brand you can drastically overshoot and mistarget how you're marketing and so when we went through the ux design uh, experience um it comes ux design comes from uh, a 1970s approach of Uh, wireframing. And what they used to do uh, is they used to try to develop applications and systems based on how people are going to use it. And then they look at how people use it, and they they track back to that. And then bam, you have a user, you have a user um, proven interface of how people use it. Now, as the years started to progress, um, UX design or, or user-based design started to uh, get it rung in so many different spaces. The art space, the design space, um, when you talk about um, interior design, it can be used in different platforms from a user experience first to then come back to the brand to then signal back out to the user. And so that's what we did. So we we literally made a brand baby out of idon and you know it is it is um the questions that we ask um is, is really uh challenging if if your if your brand was a person you know what what age would it be in its perfect form um you know if it if it had a belief <laughs> would you who would your brand's belief be um if it if your brand is driven to pride, what would those pride points be? Um, on and on. It, it was it was great. And so, what I love in, inside of what I do is, as I'm going through that process, I realize that you know a good majority of people who are developing their companies, developing their brands, starting starting out, you're not sitting in no type of meeting like that to kind of flush out your brand's ideas or, or brand strategy. And so when we went through it, even getting to your spirit animal, which really for you, your spirit animal really, um, it really took over just the brand's focus. And so, you know, in going through that and kind of hearing yourself think about your brand strategy to think about your brand on a different level, it, it, it takes on a different life and you kind of see how It differs from your personality, but then also how you can fit your personality inside of your brand's personality
1: to attract your customer. But it was it was awesome, man. I love it. it. I like before I talk to you, I would never try to describe my brand as a person. Like how how, I was shocked. I'm like, what 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 is my brand? (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here trying to describe myself. I'm like, but my brand is on me. I'm a part of it, but it's not me. It ain't me.
0: It ain't not me. not for me. So. Now, it's funny. So when my my competitors, that is um, that is something part of a package that, to be honest with you, goes about $20,000. Because what ends up happening is now you directly and corely know um, who you're targeting, how to market to them. And not necessarily um, how to market to them based on what, how you feel about it. And so, on the on the top here, it's see, feel, and connect. And so, the core thing that you want your customer to do is to see you, and to see you like you know, like we had that saying, like, hey, you know, I, I feel you, or or can you hear me? And so, it's more than just hearing the sound. But it's hearing the spirit behind that sound. And so, can they? Can your core client or your core customer actually see you? Do they feel you from tone? Do they feel you from texture? Do they, the touch, um, the taste? Do, do they see you? And then after they see you, do they feel you? Now, is it a part of? Does your brand have that? 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 Reflective home feeling that your client, uh, your, your customer, your best customer should have. Because if you're male centric, then you don't want to have a female based feel. And so then connecting, you know, your brand connecting your, um, you know, you get into your words, how your words flow. Um, you know, when you, oh, Donald Trump, oh, he is. <sighs> I mean, I know this audience won't say Donald Trump is a genius, but from the marketing aspect, this guy is like a genius savant or something because he has this poor demographic of people believing that he is just like them and then using their words to pull. It's all Branding is all self-reflective so you could brand and sell anything but it's just you reflecting it back to the customer and back and forth and so if he can use certain catchphrases from the past and then have those people connect and, and say oh wow but this guy's saying something off he's he's like be symmetric he don't sound like a politician he's just like us he cares about us he cares about our feelings all the while I'm just, I'm just, I don't care. I know how to market to you. I want to win. And so I'm going to use these different adjectives, metrics, sites, sounds to win. And so when he went to do all of his, uh, his, uh, you know, you're going out to different um, uh, states to put on these big events. Most of them were Midwest and lower lower wrong um states that had a certain demographic in that space. And they piled up like rock stars while the rest of the country was looking like, how are you supporting that? And so, but he knew who who his target was. He spoke their language. He he used their their um their celebrities, which some of our brands our brands don't align well with those other entities that influence people so he used their their celebrities and man he pitched them like he was a part of he was one of them. so i it, i we could go so deep i mean we could go so deep um yeah
1: that's crazy just like how you how you broke down the brand like with your uh u.s design he did it with the crowd he con- and that's how he connected with them. He knew what they wanted to hear, what they were looking for, um, what they could relate to, how they felt. Yep. Like he hit all those things. Like I felt like you gave my brand a personality
0: test. <laughs> right. And the funny thing is when you look at how the design looks, um you know, there's a um there's a animalistic quality that you have. To have to go after like uh high impact training. Like you gotta have a certain wolf type nature, exactly. some animalistic thing. And the funny thing is with you, Corley, when when people hear you, you're so you're so your your voice is melodic and calm and soothing. And so it doesn't pair right until you get down and you start working and you see this regiment, though.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Like you said, like my voice is uh, so calming, but then my actions show something else. Like I'm an introvert, but I can run with the dogs and I can run the pack and I can lead the way. You can run
0: the pack. You run the pack, <laughs> and so it's 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 a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful thing how images. And um, how we connect different symbolic things to make a point, and that wolf makes when you explain idon, and you talk about the idon way, uh, you talk about the path, you talk about, you can now pull so many angles from the wolf, and and the characteristics of of what it means to be. Uh, one, a pack leader inside of a pack of, of wolves, but then also to be in the pack itself, not leading, but just being in the pack, how to stay with the pack. What are the pack rules? And so like when you go through your core stuff, bro, it, it is, you you hit the nail on, you hit that thing on the head. And so, you know, now when you get into, you know, how people are transforming their bodies um you know this uh you know the, the 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 craze now is definitely the boot camp workout like high like throwing tires everywhere ropes everywhere like parkour type stuff or well, not maybe not parkour but that type of stuff that's just like not the normal hmm when you go into your brand and people actually go from the what we call the the brand journey from one point to the to the next, and they start to trail through your system, you know you're they're, you're either going to be turned on to a pack of wolves or turned off. And the people that's turned off, it's, it's okay. If you market to everybody, that's you, your crowd. Yeah, that's your crowd.
1: You can't please everyone. Can we oh yeah, but before we continue. I want to make sure my audience is keeping track. Uh, how would you describe a brand, and why do you think it's important to have a brand if you're running mm. a business?
0: Mm. Um, so, how you would describe a brand is that um, the core thing about branding, when you think about it from where it came from in the 1880s, is the searing of that rod into cowhide, and you. They stamp they had to stamp that meat because they had so many fake people with uh, inferior products. and when they stamp that meat, that signified that you're getting this 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 cut. you know it's legit you know it's legit. And so now when you brand yourself, you're branding a, a emotional memory. And now this emotional memory gets people to come back. It's called the law of Delight. And so the law of the light says uh, that what you love, you'll either speak to, and people will they'll, they'll sing your praises, and retention comes, and they come back. And so now, the the core thing to to your brand, your or what makes a brand is uh, a brand or a company that strives to make their repeatable and memorable, so that people can continue to come back. Chick Fil A is a really good example. You know, we know. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, it's it's our pleasure. I think that is a, that's the sign off. It's our pleasure. I think when oh, you go, I don't remember. I think when you go to Chick Fil A, you go through the drive through, you get your little food, and they say um, it's my it's our pleasure or something like
1: that. I think they do say something like that. Yes.
0: So now, now that's in my cerebral cortex, and their lexicon has now made it something, something memorable. And then it, it's, it's so just
1: like when you go to other stores, when they greet you the same way, every single time,
0: every single time, every single, and they have a, you know, it's a, it's when you're branding your company, you're, you're, you're thinking about the infusion of personality, the infusion of process, the, the funnel system and how your funnel system connects. Um, and then you're onboarding, then you're offboarding. And so, inside of these it's a repeatable process so you're not gonna you know um, you, you're not gonna hire you're gonna hire a certain way you're going to have your company policies be a certain way um, you know it, it, it is something that that we and even in our in our um, in our society now we' are a branded society and so you know you go to the you go to Target you have this toothpaste versus this toothpaste. And so, yeah, the, the toothpaste on the on this side costs a lot less. But in your mind, even though this has an active ingredients and everything else inside of this other toothpaste, because it's wrapped well, it's branded well.
1: The packaging. It's
0: packaged well. You've seen it before, you've seen it on TV. And then in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay they're paying all this money for advertising. So they also must put that money into their product. You're subconsciously doing it. And so now when you're talking about a branded company, in today's society, that experience has to be self-reflected through the the full process. And so, yeah, when you're thinking about, you know, having a, a brand or what is a brand, it is setting a tone that something that is repeatable, and that feeling also after you um, experience a brand is repeatable too.
1: Another question, uh, just in case, like there's some new brand owner, how do you go about monetizing a brand? Because you know everyone want to make money when they start a brand and be successful, or maybe just help somebody, but as well as make money.
0: Uh, Jack Foster, he is a um, he's a guy who has a book called um, How to Get Ideas. And so um, he talks about um, there's nothing new. There's, there's no new idea. It's just fusing something old with something new. And so more than likely, the the, um, the company that you're starting, the brand that you're starting, has already had success. Someone else has already had success with it. the The easiest thing to do is to back-engineer their brand, become a customer of your, your enemy. <laughs> see, go through that full process with your competitor and see what their process is and see what their, um, their, their customer journey is. And so then inside of that, you at least know um, um, if you, if you want to be a speaker and um, Tony Robbins, right. Um, so now you, you, you go in and, in, in, you at least purchase a book or you go to an event and you you see what goes through that full cycle and what you say to yourself is i could be the tony robbins to my demographic that i'm trying to reach because they may not go to tony robbins but because they know you you could have that same experience that's repeatable because you've you've studied your
1: competitor you're oh, speaking my language now. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I just had somebody who uh, commented, like, I love what you're doing. You're speaking all these positive things yeah. and how you go about your brand, promoting it in a, in, in a positive manner.
0: Yeah.
1: But people like that nowadays. We see so many negative things. And when things like go our way, we're surprised. We expect negativity all the yeah. time. Negativity. Wow. So wow. now if it doesn't happen, we're like, Oh, we're, we're lucky if something good happens. So if somebody thanked me today, like, I appreciate what you do. I'm right. just posting positive things, telling people to follow their dreams, what uh, hang around people who uplift you rather than um, talk down on you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: T- yeah, I hear you, yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, no, we we need to hear that. You never know. You know, it's, it's sort of like sowing seeds. Marketing is definitely a seed sowing situation and it's lace if you lace it with authentic authenticity, then you're you're going to have bigger gains. Like the more you do it, the more you repeat and do it. Like, you know, we have a t shirt that says, uh, if your brand's not marketing, it's not breathing. And so if you're if you're not beating the drum and if you're not doing it consistently, then it's like you're kind of spinning your wheels. And so now if people see you consistently doing it and you just happen something happened to that person throughout the day and they've been seeing your your message consistently at some point it's going to hit and then they're going to be like man he made a uh, uh an emotional deposit into my life and i felt it and now what else is he doing people start to get curious and so now you can start a curiosity campaign that is now connected to the when people uh, engage on you on your social. And now, hey, I, I'm glad I was able to enlighten you a little bit today. This is a little bit about what I'm doing. And so when you hit people in an authentic way, you have more success. And I think um, what you're doing, you're you're very consistent. And so you're you're posting daily. And I think you know those those things uh, have dividends because now when you when you do your um, your Facebook group and you have your challenges and you have all these type of things that's going on, it's almost like you're hitting people like blindsided. Like, oh, oh man, he's doing this. Okay, uh man, let, let me let me let me be a part of the Facebook group, and now. They got the, all these these health challenges that they're doing. They have all they're they're buying your prepared food product and they're now working out virtually with you, doing push-ups, pulling other people in because you're putting out all this awesome energy. And so yeah, I mean, I think when you when you trail it that way, you know, in a world where you just expect negative, you know, if you can be a beacon, you're already winning. Because everything's already negative anyway. You're standing
1: out in the crowd. Facts, facts. But I do want to add on to what you said about uh, reviving a brand. I want to talk about that, bringing a Mm -hmm. brand back to life. All right. For an example, um, let's say I have a health coaching business Mm -hmm. and we um, we have also health as leisure wear. But we're struggling right now. What type of tips would you give us or how will you assess that?
0: Um, the best thing is to to test 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 um, a lot of people are leery okay let's say it like, let's say it like this um, not a lot of us are self-reflective like we don't want to hear anything negative about anything about us and so when when you do, even though it's if, if it's good constructive criticism, we kind of shy away from it and so, um, the best thing when you want to um, retarget because brands do it all the time. Big box companies do it all the time. You see a, um, you see like a complex or something like that, say under, under new management or something like that. They've already understood how you know, their, the people who they service now, want to see them a little bit better because they serve it. And so if you want to retarget and rebrand, the best thing I would say is to reach out to those who were one, either your your previous customers, two, socially, who's in the audience of um, of your core demographic socially, and then go out on the street and just actually have some Check marks and survey people on the street. The more you hear the same thing about what they're saying they need, then you you at least have a lane. I'm gonna tell you who, who did a really good job of this. Um the company, uh the, the brand company Supreme. When Supreme started, um they first had an idea. Um and they just started kind of put their stuff out. It wasn't working. And then they said, okay, who is our real core demographic? Who are we really trying to reach? Well, at that time it was skateboarders. It was in New York. They, they had to open up a little shop and they just kept asking, what do you want in this shop? What do you want in this shop? What do you want in this shop? And they kept telling them what they wanted in the shop. It's simple. They purchased what it was and bam, all of a sudden out of nowhere, it becomes a luxury brand. You have that same shirt. They put Supreme on there, and now you're buying something that's the same, almost the same quality fabric or or, or feel. You're buying it fifty uh, percent more. That's it,
1: brand identity, huh? It, it is. It.
0: But we we don't listen, and so just as we are in in normal terms, uh, we don't listen to who we're trying to be in bed with. And so if you want to rebrand and retarget, just ask questions, market research, test, test, test before you put a lot of money in the marketing, test. And so uh, I would even say, um, you know, getting, um, subscribing to some, um, oh, the word is slipping. You got a group of people and they, um, this is so funny that I'm losing the thought of this. a test group, as I call it, a test group. Uh, a group of people who gets your product, they comment on it, and they do that for a living.
1: Sound like a survey group or something, or?
0: It's it's a certain term, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Um Okay. Probably really by the end of what we're talking about, I remember
1: that. Hey.
0: But, yeah, I, I would say go that, go that lane. Do surveys and tests.
1: Okay, test, test, test. That's, that's what I can hearing. that's what I took away. All right I have another question I want my audience to know how what is more important a logo or the brand story because some people struggle with finding a logo but then sometimes that's not enough because I feel like you need to have a story It has to represent something so it can be even as important because I see a lot of logos and then I might look it up and may have this cool story behind it and maybe Ooh. that's what that company or business trying to gear um, trying to grow from
0: man that is a really 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 good question um i've seen it done both ways um and it's a truncated question um there's a company that i'm i'm in talks right now they they are a major developer their website sucks their logo sucks and you know it is it, you know they they have they have old money. They got relationships, and so those relationships they don't need the kind of brand because these relationships are giving them a, a part of that money. However, you know if you're coming into if you're a starting business, you're coming into a space. It's an interesting thing because it depends on the product, right? So people buy self reflection. They buy stories and they connect with identity. And so that logo, I would say, if you're going to do something, it's easier to get your story right and have a good story, because you know, when we see a a sucky logo, and the logo sucks, and um, you know, we're already thinking in our minds that you know, they don't even look like they're doing whatever they're saying they're doing. <laughs> now you, you got third-party perception. They're looking at you like, you know, this is a, this is a cracker jack. Oh, you know what? By the fact, I think I saw that logo on on uh, online somewhere. And so, you know, but what people can't take away from is your story. If you're if you're in the healing space, if you're in the, the workout space and you're transforming bodies, I want my body transformed. And you can put, um, you could put a uh, uh, wording for your logo, but as long as you're delivering, you now that may be something totally different from the the, the, the apparel space. The, if you're on, if you have a product and your product is on the shelves, you know, you, you gotta look dope. There's a, a, a customer of mine, awesome person. Her name is Chastity. She has a CMOS business, it's called the Pure Moss. And we develop all of her packaging. So I, I specifically went to the different stores and I went to them um, thinking, okay, if her if her product is on the shelf, we want to one make sure it looks uh, at least in, in the league, but also because she's a new a new product, we want her stuff to stand out. And we wanted to shop, try me, at least try me. And so that identity becomes really big in that space. So it really kind of depends on like, uh, you know, what what segment and legally it may be a little bit different as a lawyer, you know, than, um, you know, so it kind of
1: depends whether it's a service or a product. Yeah. Because like, like you said, in a store, you want it to show up, you want it to pop, you want them to be intrigued so they can pick it up. Like people see with their eyes, they want things with their eyes color the yep. texture shoot, yep. shoot they might go fill it they might smell the package I don't, I don't know <laughs> they do,
0: <laughs> yeah, do they it smell good <laughs> especially if it's coffee there's a coffee there's <laughs> a coffee place that I, I did some branding for in in uh in Texas and so they're packaging right people they now, again you have to be still similar and familiar so they got the little dots on the packaging and you squeeze it and smell it but for them the story is paired with the identity and so now you know we're like their brand was that we're coffee enthusiasts and we they wanted to explore different ways of making coffee now they made their bag like crazy expensive but the story blended with how it looked and so you could get it, it it really does depend it really it really does i've seen it go both ways like but it still has to look good though, right if sure, you yeah if you go with a story if you go with a story and you make your story appealing uh easy to read and functional then you know it's it it, it works and so i it's tough as an artist i would always say identity but as a brander, I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen it go both ways.
1: Yeah, I think for me, you got to look good. That's what I get feedback. Yeah. I think I was wearing a shirt. Somebody said, "You weren't selling that shirt to me." <laughs> when uh, are you coming that- out with those? I'm like, wow. oh, yeah, soon, soon." Wow. I'm wearing it black, I don't active, but had the rainbow colors. So yeah. it's kind of like it popped out because of the colors.
0: Yeah. The yeah. It was
1: lined up in a box, yeah. kind of like what Supreme kind of did with theirs fabric. But mine was just, like, different colors.
0: And that's funny thing. Like, when we were in the backstage and I first came on, man, that jacket is dope. And it reminded me of Run DMC. And so you took me back. And I'm thinking of Grandmaster Flash. And I'm thinking of all you these should, You
1: things. see, that, that's that's what I want to do. Exactly. See, I want to, like, um, hit a feeling. I want some people to feel it. Be like, shoot, they may be from, like, the 80s and they might... Was a fan of DMC, uh Run DMC, like you said. And yeah. Like, oh, dude, that's that's dope. Yeah. And I could wear that with my Adidas. Wearing my, my track suit. Man. Put some Timberlands on that.
0: Man. Man.
1: started looking but good. It,
0: I was like, man. it look, even like, I'm like, it's going to be summertime. But in my mind, and like, I know you said it's going to be for the winter. In my mind, I'm like, yo, that's so dope, though. I was still rocking, and, it. and
1: it's the material light, so it's not too bad in the yeah. summertime. Yeah, it's yeah. not thick material.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think even even in that, right? So when you start to market and you think about your language, so how can we get that passion out on the on the advertisement when your your website is a continued conversation from an introduction from some source. And so somebody may, somebody may have given them a flyer. Somebody may have, uh, they may have seen you advertise online. As soon as they go to your website, your website is just an extension of the conversation. And so inside of that, it's like, okay, now how you sound right now, how do they make, how do you make people feel that when they go on your site? And so That's what I I love to get into that space, and so I think um, when people when people brand effectively, uh, it's a it's a story and a look. It's a tough. That's a tough question. Before we
1: continue, tell 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 my audience what do they have to like? What should they be looking for when they try to create a brand story? Mm. Typically,
0: Uh, typically, again, you want to you want to. People want to feel your enthusiasm about whatever it is, right? And so they want to people connect with hardship, hardship and triumph. Hardship and triumph. There was a there was something that went wrong, and now something's going right.
1: Kind of like pain and pleasure.
0: Pain and pleasure. And so this is it again, those are two ways that you market. You self-reflect to people's pain and also to their pleasure points. And so now, you know, when you get into um, uh, the the story formation, you know, you're really gonna keep repeating that story over and over, over and over. And then it, it, it gets to a place where people have heard that same story 11 times, but it's so inspiring, it's, it's still palatable. And so, you know, that, People want to hear your humanization, and so if you just put the product out and just put something real uh, janky, real, real, real slim, real unthoughtful, well, you're going to get an unthoughtful uh, experience.
1: Yeah. An Experience, yeah,
0: yeah. And so, you know, people want to feel your adjectives. They want to, they want to read the beginning. They wanna see the the uh the more, as they will say. Then then they they wanna see the climax to the end And they wanna see themselves inside of that. And I think like we were talking about how there's guys who you've taken from a certain weight level and now they look a certain way. And people are like, wow, I could see myself in that. But in reading this person's story, but then also reading your passion, how you're presenting that story. Your story connected to that. Like, I know yours, you're, I mean, you, you've you always been, like, body awesome.
1: Well, not really as a kid. So the reason I got into fitness is because I was overweight. My family was kind of overweight, diabetics. Um, my mom had surgery, bypass surgery. I didn't want that life for me. So it kind of, like, mm. put that feeling in me, like, oh, I have to mm. control this. I have to change mm. my mm. environment, how I mm. think about it. My brother overweight, so like my surrounding was just overweight. Hold on, you said
0: you said as you said, what what age was this when you said nah?
1: Probably like uh, I want to say like thirteen. Like I was overweight like growing up. Yeah. Like until I got into like in the middle school into high school, I got into sports. I kind of learned some discipline, work ethic. I loved going to the gym for PE, playing sports, lifting weights. That was my favorite thing to do because I can like change my body. I see like what it was doing, how I felt, how I look. I think Deion San- Sanders said something like, You look good, you feel good, you get paid good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta take care of yourself. Like, after that, I was just inspired. Like, I had a friend tell me, like, You work out so much, I thought you were gonna become a personal trainer or a health coach or something. Like, <laughs> so, you're in the right field. Yeah, so this yeah, is what yeah. you'd love to do growing up. You didn't want to yeah. go out. You want to lift. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, so you're right. You're right. Now here's
0: the here's the here's the the chicken or the egg, right? And so I love this. So you know, did the the passion come for weights before the decision? You made a business decision at 13. You're like, look, I see all this obesity around me. Nah. I want to look sexy. I, I want to feel a certain way. And then did 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 you lift weights and had a passion for that before? Or did the necessity of what you wanted create a hunger for something new?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Good question. Good question. <laughs> I wouldn't say I had a passion for it, but I kind of saw where it would lead me.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like I had my ups and downs, like but that's everything. Yeah. That's why when I talk to my clients, I like to I like to have that conversation with them. Yeah. Like, talk, like, feel like what feelings are evoked? Why do you feel this way? Why are you doing, why are you going this route? What triggers this? Um, what have you eaten the last seven days? What were you thinking about eating today? And let's, let's see, like, where their mind at? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing yeah. this? And what are your goals? And do you think what you're doing right now is going to get you toward that person you in the future
0: so I'm, I'm getting i'm getting the uh the ring it in uh look pretty soon here um okay so um i'm running into a, oh my gosh our our conversations get so good <laughs> uh,
1: before <laughs> you go i do want to ask you two more questions what services do you offer and where can people find you
0: got it um you can reach me at uh, brands that breathe dot beers and also um, socially on, with brands that breathe. And so, you know, what we say all the times, you know, we we bring your your brand to life. We make your brand breathe and feel and all that happy stuff on the inside with your customer base. And so um, you know, we bring a a very um uh regimented uh, approach to getting the same feel and the same look every time with all of our customer base. So so our clients know what to expect and we know how to get the best out of your brand. And we have a lot of fun too. Um, a lot of fun. I love, I love, I love my clients. And so, yeah, man. um, Like, and we, we have something coming up with, man, your whole, you talk about rebranding. The whole psychology of what we were doing now is contextualized. Yeah, I
1: know it's a, it's a process, but before yeah. you go, I do want to ask you something that I already promised the audience in
0: yeah. the
1: beginning. Uh, what, five tips, what five tips would you give to someone that is building a brand starting out from nothing? They're out there nine to five, but they have an idea.
0: Um, Make sure your brand feels a passion. Make sure your brand feels a need. Um, make sure you know th- the purpose of your of, of, of the approach of your brand. Um, make sure you have a strategy and make sure you test. I didn't write those down, um, but those are the five things I would say. Um, and then when you get into it a little bit more, test. Test. If you hear anything I say after today, test because when you, when you jump out there and you think it's dope and they don't, and you've put like $10,000 into merchandise or you put $2,000. I know, I I know, I know. And as a PSA to my people, we don't test. And so I would say uh test as much as you can before you put a lot out. Also, um, You know, when you're marketing, um, you know, uh, invest in your marketing and invest in your branding. It will come back. It definitely will come back because if you're using if you're using an approach to try to get squeeze as little out as as you can and you want that little to make a reservoir of water that you can you can uh, that you can live off of. More than likely, it's, 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 you know, what you put into something is what you get out. And so, um,
1: yeah. I, I appreciate think, that. I appreciate that. But I do want to ask you, I, I do got to do like two questions from the I Don't Act, I Don't Active Health Show Round. Yeah. I call this the active round. I Don't yeah. Active. So what is your passion? What is your purpose in this world? Wow,
0: <laughs> good gracious. Wow. My purpose, this oh man, okay. Um, my purpose is to uh, help people uh, fulfill um, fulfill their brand identity. I mean, I get a kick out of that. Um, and then also, um, my purpose is to help people. I love connecting with people, and so um, people and people's brand development.
1: That's major. We need it. I know I needed it, and I still need it. Second question. Yeah. This is about stress of the body because I'm, I'm a health coach, and I like to talk to you. How do you lower your cortisol levels? Because sometimes we wake up angry, and we don't know how to go about it, and yeah. if we leave it there, our whole day is horrible. Run five miles. <laughs> is that what you do in the morning?
0: Man, um. so uh, let me – let me. about I used to walk five miles. I have trailed back. Um, I need to start go back now my happiest time was walking and so I could feel the 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 energy and the blood circulating um that that was my jam so
1: yeah man I would say that's it all right my last question for you is what are some workouts you like to do to simulate your mind and your body because um, working out lowers anxiety yeah. it's like it helps you be more creative yeah it lowers your insulin levels
0: yeah I run in place. I actually run, okay. I run in place and I jump. Um Man, that this is nothing to do with this, but I sing all day long. Yeah, I oh, that's amazing. I
1: literally
0: sing all day long, literally, and I people <laughs> all day long. They yeah. they
1: probably hate it. I bet uh, you have an amazing voice, but I want to say a thank you to you, Anthony. I thank you for coming on the Idle on Active Health show. I know my audience loved it. I hope that they take those tips that she said, wrote it down, and they're going to engage and do it today. Um, If you like this show, like, comment, and subscribe below. I appreciate it. Everybody have a great day. It was a blessing to be your host.
0: All right. Have a blessed one, guys.
1: You too.